What's up, guys? Welcome back to the DW Podcast. Uh, today, we are here with Ben Vaccarelli. Um, What's up, where guys? We finally, although the redraft have been um, wrapped up, we finally stop at least for a, a good amount of time talking about 2010 NBA. And, and then uh, for you, tomorrow, NFL, um, NFL right. classes. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, – yeah, I – I don't have, um, or this won't be a long episode considering I don't have like so much to say about the draft class as a whole, but, but we can get into it. It's only a 10 piece ranking where we were going, um, a lot, or a lot more, uh, things to talk about on the past. So, so this will probably be under 30 minutes, but anyway, um, we can get into it. Yeah, all right. So um, today, obviously, we are ranking um, the the NBA draft classes from 2010 to 2019 uh, that we've redrafted all. Personally, I put together a formula and put a good amount of thought into it just because, I don't know, I wanted to to come up with kind of a creative way. So I think that that's why you might see some difference in between between I and Dylan's. Um, So, yeah. Before we get into uh, the full-on thing, I just want to explain the way I did it. So the way I did it was I gave each draft class a rating of of stars, um, and basically the way I went about doing that was I I, I ranked each draft class by by its its combination of of players. Um, so I think that um, I think that uh, the, the so. Anyway, the the way I did it was I so if it had um a five star player um then then um a five star player is equal to a superstar, someone who's been a top fifteen, top twenty guy in the league consistently. Um, a four star guy is a guy who's had you know a great career, hasn't quite topped you know um hasn't necessarily maybe won a, a finals or, or something like that um. A three-star guy is a multiple-time All-Star or a multiple-time All-NBA guy, someone who's had, you know, a solid career, um, very consistent, um, and has had and has just been good throughout his career. Two is um, a two-star guy is a one- or two-time All-Star, um, someone who has, um, you know, been been solid, um, slightly above um, being just just a um, a consistent starter. Um, and one would, would just be a consistent starter. So, um, yeah. Now, just, just wondering, um, so if there's a guy, uh, or, or we'll talk like the more recent draft class where there's definitely less of, of your criteria, does that mean it's automatically in last? Are you going off of potential? Like, like, for example, if we're going off of all stars for 2019, Ja and Zion and no one else in this draft class right. has any all-star appearances. So is that taking away from it or are we going off potential yeah, no, for that, you? No, that's, that's a good, um, that's a good point. I think that uh, the, the way I did it was I, I did it uh, based on, based on potential, how I think guys or, or what the general consensus is. I try not to go too much off of opinion, but, but what the general consensus is, I think that the somewhat consensus at this point is that both Zion and Jaw are going to be very, very good. Um, so a, as well as other players um, in this draft class. So that's, that's a good point, but, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of it, uh, we can start into number 10 where I do have the 2019 NBA draft class. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I think, um, you know, in terms of um, 
in terms of the fact that we, we haven't even seen um, a full a full um, year out of them. That, that makes sense. Um, so here at um, at number 10 for me is uh, is the 2015 class. Yeah. Now, just to go back, we'll, like, explain each of them and then move on to yours. Uh, I think for 2019, the potential for Ja and Zion are there, and, and that could elevate it. But one, when you look at another, like, two-star draft, for example, like, and beating Jokic in 2014, I, I think John Zion should be expected. I don't think – and then you have all-star level guys surrounding them, like like Zach Levine, for example, or, or Aaron Gordon or Clint Capella. I wouldn't necessarily call those guys all-star level, but they're, they're at least fringe all-stars. But what guy – I actually want to know your opinion on this. What, who, who would you think is going to be an all-star out of this class besides John and Zion? So, so for Zion and Jaw, um, my my rankings for this. So I had um, I had Zion and Jaw being five star guys. I had um, I had um, R.J. Barrett and Tyler Hero being three star guys. So that's you know a multiple time All Star guy. Um, and then I had I had um, Brandon Clark being a two star guy. And then I had three or I then had four um, or th- sorry three one star guys with. Um, with um uh with uh with um Kobe White, um Eric Pascal and uh Matisse Thibel. Okay. Um that that makes sense. So I, I don't look at uh anybody else in this draft class yet as an all star. I think you see guys who, who were high picks in the draft so they still have the potential. A guy like RJ, but in terms of talent I feel like so far. Now now that being said, they haven't even played a full season, so I can't <clears throat> rely on this um right this three-fourths or or I guess almost a full season for some of them who who are in this new playoff format make sure to check that one out when we do it it, it should be this week if not then we need really need to step our game up on uploading uh now that we are out of the redrafts anyway uh so you can explain why you have 2015 at number 10 yeah, so um so the 2015 draft class um I have the 2015 draft class having one five-star guy in Carl Anthony Towns, uh one four-star guy in Devin Booker, two three-star guys in uh D'Angelo Russell and Porzingis, um and then two one-star guys in Jay Rich and Miles Turner, so that adds up to 17 stars. Uh, it was in a tie um for uh, for last place um, with the 2010 class, um, which we will talk about at nine. Um, that was really the only one that I went off op- um, opinion for. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I see um, with you saying the 2010, I have 2010 actually very high. Now, I think in terms of, um, in terms of, I, I don't exactly know what to value. I think the older your draft class is, the higher it's going to be ranked, as I have um, a bunch of the older ones a lot higher. I feel like uh, for 2015, it has the potential to be um, one of the better ones we've seen, as we haven't, except for 2011, um, haven't really seen a a draft class with four consistent all-stars, which I think we could, or, or we've seen maybe four, but, but maybe that at most, and then... We could definitely see that. I feel like with with Towns and D Book and and uh, D'Lo and Porzingis, if if all stay right. healthy. So I think in terms of now and and then after that, it's not very talented as 
Miles Turner or Josh Richardson probably should not be a top five guy in the draft class. Not that they are bad players, but but yeah, we can move on to the ninth pick where I have the 2014 NBA draft on um on this. Yeah, okay. So the the 14 draft class actually goes um pretty high for me. Um and I think that is um uh, is somewhat due to um due to the the system I have just because it has, you know, two five star guys and and Embiid and Jokic so that really elevates you. Um but here um I I think I already said this. Um I have um, in ninth place, uh, the 2010 draft class. Um, so the the rankings here were um, one five star guy with uh, with Paul George, uh, two three star guys in John Wall and Boogie Cousins, two two star guys in Gordon Hayward and Eric Bledsoe, two one star guys in Derek Favors and Hassan Whiteside to total up to 17 stars. Yeah, just to go back when uh, now that we can talk about the 2014 one that I have, um, just to go back to when you said that Embiid and Jokic are both uh, five-star guys, which is very helpful for them. I think your criteria kind of promotes top heaviness, and I do not right. think um, 2014 is very good at the bottom. Now, now, neither is any of these drafts classes, but I think you see Embiid, Jokic, and Zach Levine, which is three guys that have um, all-star potential and then, then no one else, to be honest. Right. To be honest. But. I- but in your system, that could Aaron probably... Gordon as well, but but yeah, I think Aaron Gordon has all star potential, but will he ever break into that potential in the Magic? I'm not so sure. Um, okay, and Makes he sense. is kind of not wasting his prime because it's not his prime yet, but it might get to the point where he's wasting his prime in Orlando. Uh, I think it's not a bad draft class, but I think it is. Um, it is not great. I think it is the two maybe. Maybe already, but maybe at least we'll turn into the two best top two guys. Um, no, it's probably Ka- Kawhi and Kyrie in 2011, but maybe then that, or or then Davis and Lillard, but but probably third. Um, right. in, in top heavy guys, but after that's not that great. That's why I have it so low on the list. Now you can explain um the 2010 draft class. Or, yeah, I went through that. Um, it's, you know, it's the five-star guy in Paul George, the two three-star guys in John Wall and Boogie Cousins, the two two-star guys in uh, Gordon Hayward and Eric Bledsoe, and then the two one-star guys in Derek Favors and Hassan Watts, uh, and Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, I actually think the 2010 draft class is very good. Now, when I said it was terrible at the time, it is not good now. It is it is gross. Um Hayward is is falling apart uh, due to that horrific injury. Or he's not even bad, but he has been not his all-star form that he was at some point in in his Utah tenure. Uh, And then Wall and Cousins haven't – well, Cousins has basically fallen out of the league, not necessarily for good, but he definitely has the injury bug. And then um, similar with Wall, who has not played in in over a year. So, um, so. It, it kind of stands out now just as Paul George and then a bunch of other former All-Stars, which is why you might have it um, lower. But I think in general or over time, it's actually a pretty good draft class. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Um, and I think, and I think um, part of that is contributed to the fact that um, that we have seen, you know, a full career or, or close to a full career um, with, with most of these guys. And we know how everything has turned out, whereas – you know, we we might see, um, you know, even as as soon as two thousand 
um, 11, just one year later, we might see more success out of these guys. You know, Kawhi might win a chip with, in, with the Lakers or, or even Kyrie with, with Katie and Brooklyn. So I think that there is still a lot of the stories to be written. I mean, obviously, there's, there's the 2010 with, with Paul George in Los Angeles, but everything else, I mean, John Wall, we'll see how he comes back from injury. Boogie Cousins, we basically know his story. Hayward, Bledsoe. Favors, Whiteside, these are guys, you know, that we kind of know how, how everything's played out for them. Right, I agree. And I think the better your draft class is, then maybe you have more storylines to improve, especially for the older ones. Um, right. But to move on to the eighth pick, where we um, kind of wrap up for me, the, the more recent potential definitely has not been um, breaking, broken through yet in the 2018 NBA draft and number eight. Yeah, so I actually have the, the same ranking here. Um, the um, the analysis here for me was one five-star guy in Luca, one four-star star guy in, in Trey, two, uh, two three – or, sorry, three um, two-star guys in um, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and, and Michael Porter Jr., and then three one-star guys in Wendell Carter Jr., Colin Sexton, and Mitchell Robinson. I guess you could probably make the argument for, for maybe someone like um, – I don't know, maybe – some of these guys have have more potential than I gave them granted for, because I, I, we haven't even seen two full years of basketball out of them, and that's that's another one of those things where you know we we'll see how how these things play out. Yeah, and now I think a good thing about this draft class is I think already you have, if healthy, two stars. Right. Maybe you could argue for one, and, and it's only two. It's only a year and three fourths in. Which, which kind of is insane. We right. already have a, a top 10, maybe top 7 player in the NBA in Luka, and then Trey, who was an all-star starter this year, whether he deserved it or not. And then you see other guys who have not broken into their potential yet, like like SGA and, and Triple J's, and maybe other guys like DeAndre Ayton or, or Mitchell Robinson right. or Michael Porter Jr. or somebody like that. So I think in terms of potential, especially compared to 2019, this draft class is, is somewhat through the roof, but I'm not 100%, or I couldn't bet on anybody except for Luca and Trey probably at this point um, breaking through and becoming stars. So uh, that's my, yeah. what, my reasoning for having it so low. But, but it's not, or and I guess probably yours too, but it's not a bad draft class by any means. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything you said there. Right, yeah. We can, uh, we can move yeah. on to the, the seventh um, slot where I have the 2013 NBA draft class here. Yeah, so I actually have the exact same thing here. Um, so the 2013 um, draft class um, has one five-star guy in Giannis, two four-star guys in Gobert and Victor Oladipo, uh, one three-star guy in C.J. McCollum, one two-star guy in Steven Adams, and two one-star guys in um, Robert Covington and Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, I think so- that, that sounds about right. Now, my slight problem with this draft class is um, – is the fact that these guys aren't necessarily uh, all-stars. Giannis is, but Giannis is the only definite all-star at this point when it went and comes from year to year. Other guys like like VO, uh, CJ McCollum still hasn't made an all-star game. Rudy Gobert isn't, isn't definite. I feel like Giannis is the only safe star and, and probably will only end up being the only star out of this draft class. But when you have Giannis, who is already um, 
already have one MVP, and and my no, you you should probably gift him two. It's pro, it's more than any of any other of these draft class have. Um, in right. terms of MVPs, and it might be the only if I am not missing anyone, considering the other MVP winners this decade have been LeBron, um, Curry, Durant, Westbrook, Harden. And and D Rose and they were all drafted in the 2000s. So Giannis um, is the only MVP winner of this decade who was drafted in this decade. But I think Giannis has more potential than anybody um, anybody that else that has been drafted in the 2010s. I just think the rest of the draft class surrounding him is really holding it back. And and to be honest, this group would have been seven probably like or would have been ten probably a. Um, a few years ago, or last to that point, but then Giannis kind of broke out as an MVP candidate, than an MVP because Giannis not breaking out necessarily as quick as you wanted him to was kind of holding this draft class back. That is my honest right. opinion on this draft class and why it's maybe higher than you expected it, or maybe higher than you expected it um, to to be. But we can move on to the sixth slot where I have the 2015 NBA draft in the sixth slot. Okay. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I had the fifteen. Um. All the way up at ten. Um. Here. Um. At at um. At the sixth slot, I have the two thousand nineteen draft. Now, I think I went through this earlier, but um, but we had the two five stars in Zion and Jaw, two three stars in R.J. Barrett and Tyler Hero, one two star in Brandon Clark. And three one stars in Eric Paschal, Kobe White, and Matisse Thybulle. Yeah, I don't know what to think about um, the 2015 draft class. Uh, I look at the fact that one, all of these guys, or, or the four guys that I think you're relying on making this draft class live up to its potential, um, one have not made playoff appearances, or have not made playoff appearances, and um, and are not showing any success in terms of team so you can't it's kind of hard to rank them among um other people who's had success even if they're more talented now we will see um Devin Booker kind of potentially playing for a shot at the playoffs I would not bet on him him getting there but you never know and then uh Luke uh Porzingis will be in the playoffs as um he is playing with Luka this year but for for Cat and D'Lo who are on two of the worst teams in the league. Um, we will have or, or Kat and Dilo who are on one of the worst teams in the league and, and I kind of forgot that they were on the same team. Um, anyway, uh right. you can explain uh or we can go down to the fifth pick where um I have the twenty seventeen NBA draft. Yeah, um yeah I like that. Um the the seventeen draft class um just goes um it goes a couple of spots higher for me. I think that um, here at number five, we have the 2014 uh, draft class. And as, as we mentioned earlier, this draft class is the reason it is, it is so high is, is because um, is because it has two, two um, top 10 guys or two, two five-star guys um, in Embiid and Jokic. Um, so I think that that's why it is higher than, than maybe some people would, would expect it to be. Um, so the two five-star guys, obviously, in Embiid and Jokic, one uh, three-star guy in Zach, Le- uh, in Zach Levine, two two-star guys in Aaron Gordon and Clint Capella, and three one-star guys in Marcus Smart, uh, Julius Randle, and Spencer. Yeah, not to Lewis. dislike your criteria, and, and I, I didn't even think of doing a criteria, but 
Uh, what I would have done for my criteria would be five star for superstar, four for um, an all star or, or star, I guess, like the top 30 player in the league, um, three stars for fringe all stars, two for role players, and one for busts. But anyway, um, we can move on, or I can explain my reasoning for the 2017 draft now i think this draft class is not even close to breaking through its potential maybe even farther than the draft class after it in 2018 i think you see a bunch of guys who have the potential to become all-stars and then you have all-stars in donovan mitchell and and jason tatum and um and ben ben adebayo jesus that was a struggle but anyway i think these guys are all solid players who um and then you also have all-star potential in in De'Aaron Fox, I think 2017 has maybe the most potential um, to to break through on on the board of of all of them, probably. Just because I do not think 2019 is that talented, and I think 18 has probably gotten closer to where they want to. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that is my reasoning uh, for having the 2017 draft class aside. I also think the fact that Jason Tatum really broke out as a probably a star. Um, after this year's All-Star break before the season got suspended, definitely boosted this team or this draft class's cred. So uh, we can move on to mm-hmm. the fourth pick where I have the 2016 NBA draft class um, at number four. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the, the 16 draft class, that, that makes sense. Um, I think that here um, is, the, is the 2012 draft class. Um, now the 2012 draft class for me had two five-star guys in Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard, one four-star guy in Bradley Beal. Uh, you could ar- make the argument that there's two four-star guys in this draft class, Draymond Green included. I had him as a three-star guy. So so there's three three-star guys in Draymond Green, Andre Drummond, and Chris Middleton, and then one one-star guy in Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I think that, um, that, that makes sense. I think um... – I don't think Beal is necessarily a four-star guy. I would definitely peg Draymond as a four-star guy just because he um, probably has uh, a, a – I wouldn't say it. I think it's possible that Draymond's the Hall of Fame case, maybe even more than, than AD and Lillard do just because of those three championships and being the key defensive piece on, on the Warriors dynasty. Um, don't quote me on that. And he was terrible this sure. season um, on a bad Warriors team, but that is um, – I, I think that's fine still. Uh, anyway, then for the me having the 2016 NBA draft class uh, here, I think one potential – you still have potential with Ben Simmons and Siakam and Ingram and, and JB and Sabonis and Jamal Murray and a lot of guys like that. Um, that being said, I think it's possible that that this team kind of peaks this year when they had um, when they had four All Stars in Simmons, Siakam, Sabonis, and Ingram. I'm not sure if if all of those guys are going to be All Stars in the same year again. Uh, it's kind of funny that we are only um, four years in, and, and they already have four All-Stars and then another fringe All-Star in Jalen Brown. Um, and maybe you could even call Malcolm Brogdon a fringe All-Star this year. But but anyway, I think this is a very good draft class and, and one of the more uh, – or one of the deeper draft classes that – we, we redrafted. I think it is more talented, but I think as of right now, the three um, oldest ones are just all slightly better than that. 
Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, so we can move on here to uh, yeah. Now to with the, the third, third slot. um slot ranking, uh, whatever you want to call it, I have the 2010 NBA draft. Um, I don't think the 2010 NBA draft is um is is number or top three potent, or top three material now, and I think now it might be in dead last in terms of talent as they only have one or or they no all stars this year and um only one only one um probably top 30 player in the NBA in in Paul George uh I think this draft class is good at or was great at peak and and is still fine now I don't think there is much talent um maybe as you would uh you would think uh there would be if you're reading the names like John Wall and Boogie Cousins as they fell off at least major in a major way, I guess, because of injury. But I think this is still a solid draft class and deserves to be in the top three over time. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, for me here, I have the 2017 draft class um, at the number three spot. Um, the the criteria for this was was one five star guy in Jason Tatum, two four star guys in in Mitchell and Bam Adebayo. Um, one three-star guy in Kyle Kuzma, four two-star guys in De'Aaron Fox, Lonzo Ball, Laurie Markkinen, um, and John Collins, and then one one-star guy in John Isaac. Um, so, so yeah, a very solid. Just a question: draft. How is how is Kyle Kuzma a three-star guy, but but De'Aaron Fox is um a two-star guy? I think I think you could definitely uh see see um. Fox moving up to a three-star guy. I think that, um, as I explained, um, as I explained, I believe um, on uh, when we were redrafting it, I personally um, think that Ingram has has lots of potential. I, I don't love the fit um, in Sacramento with with Fox, so that's um, so. I mean, if he gets out of there, I, I certainly um, wouldn't question him being moved up to a three-star guy, um, especially once he makes you know a few all-stars. Um, I think. The fact that Brandon Ingram has already made an All Star game Wait, is but we're, very helpful. We're talking as well. about Kyle Kuzma. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I think the same um, could be said for for Kuzma. I think that Kuzma um, has tons of potential. I totally messed him up. Um, but I, yeah, basically everything I said minus the All Star game. Um, again, don't love the fit with with Fox. Um. I think that Kuzma. Um, yeah, I am does, not does a Kyle Kuzma potential. fan. I do not think he has all star potential, but but that is your opinion, so that is fine. Uh, we can move on to number two, where uh, I bet you guys know who is in number two, because because you presumably know who number one is. And number two, I have the twenty twelve NBA draft class. Yeah, um, I like that. Obviously, um, twenty twelve was was at four for me. Here at two, I think that. Uh, it's the 2016 draft class um, with two five-star guys in Simmons and Siakam, one four-star guy in Sabonis, uh, two three-star guys in Jalen Brown and Ingram, um, two two-star guys in um, in uh, in Brogdon and Murray, and then two one-star guys in Heald and um, – and, uh, yeah, I and think 2016 is a very good draft class. We had 2016 and 12 swap. I feel like with 12, one, maybe not as much potential, and maybe there were never as much as potential. But I do not see um, see Simmons and Siakam, who are the top two guys, becoming what 
um, AD and Lillard are now. I just don't see it. I think um, they are both good players, but I do not think – or I think they're going to become stars, but AD and Lillard are superstars and, and top 10 players in the NBA, and I'm not 100% sure that one of or, or both of Simmons and Siakam are going to become that, but I think with the death, which is probably more deep than, than what 2012 has to offer, I think this is a very, very good uh, draft class in 2016. Yeah, I think I think the one thing I would have to say um, about that is I think I think we keep talking about that that if Simmons develops that jump shot, he is um, potentially an MVP candidate. Um, I think I mean that's a big what if. Um, he doesn't necessarily seem to be willing to to develop that jump shot. Siakam again, his, his tons of potential. He could be he could certainly uh, lead, um, Toronto for for years to come. So I, I think that. That that would be the reasoning behind that. Agree though that that um, that AD and Dame are are two incredibly uh, solid pieces. Um, but but yeah, that's why that's why I had uh, sixteen. Yeah, we can uh, move on to the final ranking, uh, where we had the probably obvious number one ranking in the twenty twelve or the twenty eleven draft class. Yeah, now the twenty eleven draft class um, for me. Um, has has two five star guys in Kawhi and Kyrie who could certainly make the argument for for Clay Thompson. Um, it has three four star guys, obviously in Thompson, Kemba Walker, and Jimmy Butler. Two three star guys in, in Tobias Harris and and Nikola Vucevic, and, and three one star guys in in um, Isaiah Thomas and his Cantor. Yeah, I think what elevates Clay is a five star guy along with Kyrie rather than like. Kemba Walker and Jimmy Butler, where, where the talent level might be the same, is just the fact that they um that they are are are, are champions and, and Kyrie hit one of the clutchest right. shots in finals history and, and Clay was a very, very important three and D piece on on the Warriors dynasty, which which you never know may be right. continuing like starting next year if Clay returns and Steph returns to full form after their their injuries. This draft class is beyond stacks. Um although at the top in real life you saw a bunch of busts which which if we're going back to do it um and going, especially for your criteria, and going through all like, the busts, like like Bismack Biombo or or Jimmer or Derek Williams or guys like that, then maybe it gets slightly lower. But I think with the fact that they you have so many stars at the top, at probably seven right. all star potential uh, guys plus others like Isaiah Thomas, who was a former all star. Um, this draft class is is incredible and it's probably um one of the or it is one of the best we have ever seen and ever will see um i think yeah. that basically wraps it up this was a somewhat short one but maybe just around the usual time uh i don't know when we will be doing the ranking all of uh, the nfl draft class one but i think you will see another episode this week if not maybe two uh when we do a uh a, a a rank or a predictions for uh the new the new NBA format season type thing. So uh that basically wraps up this episode. Uh Ben, thanks for being on. Uh yeah, thanks this- for having me on. Um uh, just just an FYI, I think the plan is to do the NFL tomorrow. So be sure to tune into that one. Um yeah, you will see us back doing the prediction show as as Dill talked about for 
for the new NBA format. Um, yeah, yeah, and guys, I think you may be wondering if I am ever going to go back to talking about other sports, and I think I will. Um, it, it's kind of hard, one, because we were just kind of pulling um, out random things, and now that NBA is back, I kind of want to put my focus on the NBA, but but maybe between now or whenever we upload that predictions pod, um, and then July 31st, you may see some other content. Um, I'm not trying to make this a strictly NBA podcast, but when that's the only kind of relevant sport uh, going on currently, uh, it might have to be. Uh, anyway, that ends up... Um, our episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed. I will talk to you guys.